welcome everyone. So I'm just going to share just briefly um, about our heart as a church for missions. Um, it's because today we're setting aside the whole service uh, to focus on what I believe sometimes we, we forget, and that is that missions is dear to God's heart. Um, it's, uh, someone said that uh, God had one son, and that son was a missionary. Uh, and we sometimes we forget that uh, because, you know, it's, it was Jesus that said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Therefore, missions is the church's responsibility. It's our responsibility as the church to get the message out around the world. All Christians should be willing to, to live completely obedient to what God uh, wants us to do. So missionaries, by their very response to God's call, are actually following wherever God leads them in our world. So for some, it means leaving behind home and family. It means uh, leaving the, the comfort of our way of life to go out into the missions field and to follow where God leads us. Uh, it means being uh, thrust into a new culture and maybe learning even a new language. I, I love uh, like uh, in, in the turn of the century and the, you still hear of it today where the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon a person and they begin to speak in other languages. And, and sometimes that language is actually the language of a country that God is calling them to. They don't learn it by natural means. It comes by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Bring on those days. Bring on those days. About three of us agree, so I'm so excited. Excellent. Just give your, your neighbour a nudge and say, Lord, let that happen in you. Um, so it's, you know, it, we're actually following uh, the love of Christ to, to the world around about. We see the sacrifices that these missionaries are willing to make and it should cause us to want to be a part of that as well. And we can be a part of that through three primary means of, of doing that. It's by partnering together with them in prayer, in provision and in participation. It must be God because they all start with P. Prayer, provision, and participation. We need to be praying for our missionaries, partnering together with them by praying for our community pantry, by praying for Steve and Sally McCracken, for praying for Bridges for Peace, and praying for ACCI. We need to be partnering together with them by the provision of finance, giving of our cash to be able to support what uh, what they're doing overseas. And I, you know, something that we also need to keep in the back of our mind is that. If God can get it through us, he will get it to us because there's a flow that needs to happen. Freely we have received, so freely we give. If God can get it through us, he will get it to us because we don't hang on to it. We, we just uh, release it through. But also we can participate. We can participate by becoming a part of a team or going out on the mission field as a, uh, and doing something. We can serve as in our community pantry or in a nature play group and things like that. You know, that we can participate in what God's doing. And the thing that we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to make decisions and choices about our resources, about our prayer and about our participation in order to help the missionaries that are operating in those fields of endeavour? We've got to be able to give of our time in prayer, give of our finances and give of our strength as we help those uh, that are in the mission field. So our heart as a church is solely and a, a heart for missions as we reach out to uh, our community around about, to our nation 
and then internationally as well. And I trust that as you hear the stories today through the team that are coming to, to present some stuff to you, that God will stir your heart as he's stirring ours to be able to reach out to the people around about us with the message of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Thanks, Candy. Thanks, Pastor Gary. So that's um, an amazing just insight into um, our church's heart for missions and, and what we're trying to achieve um, to reach out uh, beyond this place and what we can do out there into our community, into what's going on in the rest of our country and worldwide. Yeah. Um, there's a scripture that I spoke at this morning's um, huddle which sort of says what, what Jesus wants for us is um, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. Um, I just want to pray for this morning's service before we continue. Um, so, Lord, I just um, thank you for this opportunity that we get to um, speak about missions this morning, uh, speak about how we... Uh, individually and as a church, can impact our community and beyond. I just thank you um, and I just want, uh, I just pray, Lord, that people catch the heart of what we believe as missions to uh, in this church and, and what our heart is in this church. And I just uh, pray, Lord, that, that, um, that you touch everyone's hearts and uh, see the impact that they can have, no matter how small or big. So, Lord, I just pray for this service, um, pray for everyone here today, and, and I just uh, pray for the people who are speaking this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, just quickly, I've probably started at the... <laughs> I'll start again. Um, <laughs> I'm Paul, with my wife, Candy. We lead the missions team in this church here. Um, We've been doing that for this year and we find it a real great honour to actually um, be leading this, this group of people. We've got some wonderful volunteers who um, put their hands up to be part of this group um, and their hearts for the missions, for our outreach into various places. Um, we're going to have Jo come and speak in a minute um, and something that's really dear to her heart. Um, but. So it's it's just a it's a it's a real privilege to be part of this. Um, we are passionate about it. We love it. Um, this morning's service is about our community pantry, uh, which is just an incredible outreach to our community, and we're so excited for what this is. Um, it started off really not really knowing what it was going to look like, but it's gradually increased um, the numbers and and. Uh, uh, Candy and Elle are going to speak about this later, um, but uh, it, it's been incredibly successful so far, and we're just excited about what next with it. Where does it go from here? Um, you know, we've got Candy and I got ideas just sort of going through our heads, and 
no idea how we're going to make all those things happen, but <laughs> um, but it's an incredible mission, and we've got to start somewhere and just work it. And and from uh, what's been happening in it so far, it's it's impacting our community, um, people who who absolutely need this, and there is such a need for this in our community. Um, missions in general, um, we just it's you can't underestimate how important it is. Um, from what Christiane said, you know, just that the Loaves and fishes. Um, this little boy who thought he just had, what can I do with this? Um, we can probably think the same. And you know, I'm, I'm probably just going over what everyone else has said. But you know, we can have this feeling of, what what can I do? What can my little contribution do? But if we all have a little contribution, that that is an enormous amount. Um, and it's it's just that reaching out that um, actually. Everyone just contributing a little bit just becomes a lot in no time soon. So, um, something I read was a question about, you know, well, how do I know what missions mean? Like, what do I, you know, what does missions mean for me? Um, people can get, I think, a little bit freaked out by what missions mean. Like, they're suddenly trekking across to the other side of the world and in a, in a place where they have no idea about a culture or society or whatever. But um, this that I read this week was, if you want to develop a heart for missions, start where you are. Um, as you learn to love those who are close, your heart will expand and stretch to wherever God calls you, near or far. Um, the people around us, our friends, our neighbours, our family, um, Start small, you know. We, we it's it's all God's mission is to 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 reach out to those around us and to bless those. Um, um, be Jesus to the people who don't know Jesus. Um, so, with that, um, just that intro. I would like to introduce Joe to come up and have a bit of a talk about bridges for peace. Um, so I'll hand you over to Joe for a little bit and I'll be back. Thank you, Paul. All right. That's all right. I'll just stand here. So just to update you a little bit on Bridges and what's been happening lately, thank you so much for your support earlier in the year um, towards Ukraine. Um, globally, Bridges has raised over a million dollars for the Ukraine appeal which is just amazing. That's helped so much just be able to send um, people over there to help to provide food for people who still are there who can't get out. And also Bridges personally, there's a lot of other groups who are doing the same sort of thing, or some groups there, um, but Bridges personally have been able to bring 176 people to Israel to make Israel their home. So it's just absolutely incredible um, and thank you for partnering with that as well. Um, it's like the loaves and the fishes, all you know, all little bits will come together. Um, what else has been happening in Bridges? So many things. Um, uh, there's a new Zealous team coming shortly. So Zealous is the program that I went on for young adults to spend a year in Israel serving, learning, visiting all the different sites um, young people from all around the world are coming. So the current team are just about to finish up. New team are coming in. So please pray for them also. And if you would like to um, support them, not, not it's not just financially but also 
through prayer and through connection. You're over in a foreign country all by yourself for a whole entire year away from your family and friends. You cannot underestimate that connection of people just saying, hey, I'm praying for you, I'm supporting you, we're thinking about you. So if that's the sort of thing you want to connect with as well, please let me know and I can hook you up with that. Another thing that just has happened in Bridges is Institute, which is the Institute of Israel Studies, which is a two-week intensive, um, basically like a uni course, two whole weeks, all day, learning everything you can, or everything you can in two weeks, should I say, because it just scratches the surface about Israel. So learning things about um, anti-Semitism in the church, the history of Aliyah, which is immigration to Israel, um, the history of, you know, way back in the day to now, um, politics and what's going on and there's so many different things, Jewish-Israel connections and relations and learning about the Jewish perspective of the Old Testament and how that relates to the Christian perspective and so many, so many things. It's just mind-blowing. I was very glad I worked in the media department when I was there because when the speakers were talking to us, I'm like, okay, I wrote an article about that one. I know somewhat what you're talking about right now. Um, we vis- when I was there, we visited Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum. We rafted down the Jordan River, which is just amazing, floating down in the sunshine, jumping in, having a swim. Um, we visited a tech company who develops driverless cars. Um, all these amazing sorts of things that are going on in Israel. One of the things that really stuck out to me was the visiting, and this is the sort of thing they did just this past couple of weeks, was visiting a rabbi in the Judean hills. So this is where David hid from Saul, it's where he grew up, where he wrote a lot of his psalms. And they've got a, I guess you could call it a campsite there we can now go and um, spend some time there. And they've got a house of prayer which is built from the very stones of the hills there. And there we were, about 30, 40 Christians with two Jewish rabbis singing the Psalms to an ancient Jewish tune. And out the window you can see Jerusalem in the distance. And I'm like, this is crazy, this is amazing. Um, And it was just a really, really beautiful thing. But um, not only did I learn a lot about Institute, but... I want to read from you, read to you from a Facebook post by one of the guest speakers this month, this this time. The last time they actually had Institute was when I was there three, four years ago now because COVID cancelled the last few. So it's so great they actually have it again. And anyone can come along for these two weeks, learn about Israel, become a Bridges for Peace representative. But this also has an impact on the Jewish people, the speakers who come in. We heard from immigrants, we heard from soldiers in the army, we heard from rabbis. And um, I want to read from you to you from Akiva Gersh, who's a rabbi who is also a singer, and um, he led a worship session for us when I was there, and he did another one this time. So I want to read you his Facebook post. He says, A few months ago, I received an email from the incredible pro-Israel Christian organisation Bridges for Peace, inviting me once again to present 
at their annual Institute of Israel Studies on the topic of Jewish prayer and worship. A couple weeks ago, I was looking at my calendar and realised it was set to present on the night of Lag Omer, which is one of their celebrations. I love Lag Omer, the fire, the songs, the friends, the energy, the unity, the spiritual elevation. But I knew I would miss all of this by the time I got back after my program, which I did. Okay, I said to myself, this year's Lag Omer will be different, no worries. I started my program at 8pm just as most people around Israel were starting their bonfires. What took place over the next two hours was on the level of the holy fire of Lag Boma. My Christian friends and I, focusing on what we have in common, which is our love for God and our love for Israel, and not what separates us, learned together, sang together, praised and worshipped deeply together, prayed deeply together. There were smiles and laughter and there were tears of both joy and broken hearts. Oftentimes when I opened up my eyes to look out at those singing I was singing with, I saw their eyes closed and focused with their hands raised in the sky. It was a taste of the future when all the nations would come to Jerusalem and to pray and praise and connect to God together. The last song we sang was from Psalm 102 verse 14. You will surely arise and take pity on Zion, for it is time to be gracious to her. It, the time has come. We sang this song for 30 minutes, repeating the words, the time has come, over and over until the time came for one last prayer and one last round of blessing. My last words to the group were, as we were singing that last song, one last time, I was picturing my ancestors who lived in Europe for centuries side by side with Christians and how they could never have imagined that a moment like this would ever be possible. I am blessed to know firsthand that it is not only possible, but it is happening. We are living in extraordinary times. And in the end, I had an absolutely extraordinary lag for Oma. Shabbat Shalom, friends, from all places and races, backgrounds and traditions, religions and faiths. Shabbat Shalom. All right. Just the connection... That is that bridges for peace is creating between Jews and Christians and letting them know that we love them, that we love Israel, but that they are not alone is just incredible. And one thing I almost forgot to mention that I really, really enjoyed about Institute was learning from a um, Jewish scribe. Now this guy, you know, the, the scribes who write out and copy the Bible and make new Torah scrolls, Bible scrolls, was telling me everything about how they learn about the letters and how the letters have all numbers assigned to them and meaning, and even the place in the alphabet of the, that the letter has has a meaning as well. And just absolutely mind-blowing. This guy trained for 20 years and failed two exams before he passed his third exam to become a qualified Torah scribe. That's how intense and precise they are. And this is the sort of work they do. Um, writing, this is um, actually on um, vellum, on animal skin. And the dye is often used from um, a substance made from wasp's nests, which is cool. Um, so that was a gift from someone else. But this little piece here was from the scribe 
stayed around and asked questions and he gifted me this one, which is his practice letters. And he specifically picked out the letter, this letter Zine, which is the seventh letter, because, and it's also like a sword for me because he's like, okay, this one especially has meaning for you. So if you want to come have a look at that afterwards, please do that. Um, I also have teaching letters out there. If you want to know more of this book, amazing, a must read, has so much in depth but a good place to start if you want to learn about Israel. Um, we have the newsletter that I create, so grab a hold of this one. I can personally sign it for you if you want. That's the only copy I've got of that one, so if you do want more, what we can do is um, please sign up for our monthly mail outs. You'll get that, you'll get the teaching letter, you'll get our magazine which comes out and we also have calendars available. The new calendar is coming up, 16-month calendar. Absolutely gorgeous pictures in here. Um, 16-month calendar starts at the Jewish New Year, which is around September. So please come and grab some stuff from me after the service. And if you have any questions, I am here to answer them. And um, just know that God does something when his people rise up. He says, I will bless those who bless you. And this church is blessing Israel. So in that, you will be blessed as well. Um, yeah, come ask me questions. So that's it for Israel and let's get on with the rest of it. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Um, what a fascinating trip. Joe's trip must have been over there and just such a blessing. And I know that Joe would be happy to talk to you or any of you about it or any questions that you may have about Israel or anything. So, yeah, just incredible insight. But um, All right, so I'm just going to go through some of the, the finances of um, the last or from basically this 12 months financial year. Um, what an incredibly generous church. Um, Total income, basically, for the last financial year is just under $10,000 that this church has put in. So that's, that's worth a clap, I reckon. So well done, everyone. It's absolutely fantastic. So um, we have, of that, um, to our various missions, which I'll go through in a sec, we have distributed uh, close to 7,500 of that um, into various areas. And uh, we are in process of, uh, we we're just talking to Pastor Gary yesterday about uh, what we have in, um, planned for the, for the remainder of what's there and then for the future from here on in as well. So, but just, yeah, what an incredible outreach that is. And as I said, everyone's just that little bit, little bit, little bit, it just adds up to a lot. So um, our missions that we do support, um, Pastor Steve and Sally McCracken, um, Steve, Pastor Steve's um, ministry is just incredible. Um, for those of you who have been here and heard him, have been here for the weekends that he's been here, um, wow, he, his insight and his um, prophetic word into this place, into our pastors and, and into us is just um, is life-changing, I think. Um, and uh, we love to, to partner with them. Uh, we can also partner with them in prayer um, 
Uh, and, and if you want to know more about that, come and see Candy or myself afterwards. Um, but um, yeah, we we love supporting those guys uh, and the work they're doing, um, not just within us, but around all of their outreaches. Um, specific projects that we've had or, or specific um, uh, missions that we've been feeding into. Um, Bridges for Peace, obviously, that Joe's just talked about. Um, ACCI, uh, some of the work that they're doing around the world um, in Afghanistan, um, in Euro Ukraine, um, and in the eastern state floods. They've got people on the ground there that, you know, um, for us to be able to support those people, um, sewing into ACCI to be able to actually finance people being on the ground and actually doing actively helping on the ground over there is just incredible. Um, we also had some support for SMG, Schools Ministry Group, last year. Um, so, and with, as Candy was saying before up there, when you were looking at the what to, where to give, um, we have a general missions. Um, so some people just, uh, look, I don't know, I, I I'm happy for my mission support to go somewhere, wherever that may be. Um, so there's a, a component of that which was just under $4,000 where people just said, distribute this, just go and see where it goes. Um, the other part of it is targeted where people might go, I want my money to go to this part, I want it to go to this part or whatever. Uh, and that would made up the remainder of what was that had been given in there. So, so overall, I just... Thank you all for your generosity. Thank you for um, for sowing into the missions um, outreach beyond these walls. Um, I just a quick prayer for the for those funds. Actually, if we um, so, Lord, I just um, thank you for the generosity of this church. I thank you for the generosity that people um, want to give in and they want to see uh, lives changed out where these go, where these finances go. Um, I just pray your blessing upon those people who give. And I just pray, Lord, that as they give, um, you just provide more and more and more for them. Um, I just pray for provision, and I just thank you, Lord, for the for the giving hearts for all of these people. Amen. Okay. Um, I would like to introduce my amazing wife to come up and speak more about uh, the community pantry and here on in. So. Thank you, my amazing husband. <laughs> okay, um, like I mentioned earlier, the focus um, mission that we're looking at today is the community pantry, uh, which is just out the back. Uh, now, Lisa O'Keefe leads that, heads that up. She unfortunately couldn't be here today. Uh, but she has provided a couple of videos that we're going to watch. Um, she's going to give some insight into the pantry, how it runs, what it looks like, all that kind of thing. Um, she's put a lot of work into these videos. So um, I think I'd really love to just honour Lisa um, for taking on this, this pantry. Um, she has worked with Pastor Gary and other people to from the ground up to get this happening from the ground up. She puts a lot of work into it. She coordinates volunteers, yeah, everything. So, um, yeah, we just thank Lisa so much for her hard work. Um, okay, so...
Can we just run the, the first shorter video? Thanks, Josh, and we'll just hear from Lisa. Hi, welcome. We're at Infused Community Pantry, and I thought that we'd just give you a bit of a tour tonight. So how about we go through? So this is um, one of our beautiful volunteers who's, who's doing our cash system, so putting our transactions through. Um, your donations actually helped us get this and it's been fantastic. Um, we're able to enter all our stock in and our prices and just scan it through nice and quickly. Um, so it's made it a great experience, so thanks for that. Um, and our volunteers are amazing. We have 12 volunteers at the moment who are helping out either in the morning or the night session and um, we just couldn't do without them, so they're absolutely amazing. Um, how about I give you a bit of a tour of the rest of the pantry? So uh, here we have obviously a mixture of baby products and personal items and cleaning stuff. Um, we get all our stuff, majority of our stuff at the moment comes from Food Bank, which is absolutely amazing that they're able to do that um, and we're able to pass it on to others. We have obviously um, like all our snacks and everything, then you've got kind of condiments, um, rice and things, so your, your canned items, and then obviously breakfast, teas and coffees and drinks and that sort of stuff. Um, we have all our free fruit and veggies that we get, so we pass it on free, um, as well as um, uh, any bread that we get that gets passed on as free as well. And then if we come this way. We have um, all our fridge and frozen stuff. So we have frozen meat and ve frozen vegetables in the freezer. Uh, we get in milk and juices. Um, and sometimes we get things, so at the moment we've got lasagnas. Um, yeah, so we get quite a lot of stuff in and people are able to just come and help themselves. So we just want to give a huge thank you for all your support and donations. Um, obviously it's going to a really good cause. We started out with um, 11 people on our very first night that we opened back at the beginning of March and now we're uh, reaching out to over 40 people each week which is absolutely amazing and we're continuing to grow. So without your support we wouldn't be able to do this pantry and I just want to say a huge thank you. amazing that in three months we've increased the numbers of people coming to our pantry like more than double I don't I'm not very good at maths but you know like it's massive it's amazing and so in three months look how far it's come and just look I'm just excited about what God's going to do in the future um, for that that's just amazing um gonna have a little bit of fun really quickly um I just ask Joey to come up. We're going to play the game. The new price is right. Okay. We're no Larry Emger, but you know, we're next best thing. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna hand over to Joey and I'll get the All right, as we get the items, can I have some volunteers? Come on, put your hands up, people. Who wants to volunteer for the game? No one? Usually people are squealing for it. Christiane, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Two more people. Can I have two more people, please? Two more people, please. Come on, come on. Pastor Gary, come on. You told me you were All right, and one more, one more. Pastor Gary, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Usually, if anyone remembers the show, usually they're like, ah, 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 ah. 
Come on, one more person, one more person. I think it's, it's because I'm not Larry, isn't it? Okay, one more person. Come on, Hallie, thank you. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Okay, so we have three items here. Um, if I can get you guys to just, yep, yeah, that's all right. I just don't want you to see the back of them because it has the prices on. But here we have three items. We have Domeo mushroom creamy sauce. Kangaroo Island Oats. <laughs> Kangaroo Island, local. And Pascatini chocolate treats. Ooh. Now, I will let you know what these prices are at the supermarket. You guys have to tell me what they are. They've got the prices on the back, so we can't let you hold them. Okay, so the biscuits at the supermarket are $3.50. The sauce is $2.75. And the oats, now I couldn't find the Kangaroo Island ones, but similar ones are $4.50. So, Christiane, pick a product and give us a price. Now, everyone, you can yell out your suggestions here for Pick, an, pick one of the items and guess that price. Everyone yell out your suggestions to it. Help her out. Which one are you going to choose? Okay, mushroom sauce. What do we think it is, people? Help her out here. What do you think the price is in the pantry? What do you think? Come on, yell it out, yell it out. What do we want? What do we think, Christiane? Okay, what's what's the price? Let's have a, let's have something. Right. Do you want me to tell you what it is? All right. <laughs> oh! I was going to say a dollar. So. Well, it is a dollar. So what was the original price again? So it at the supermarket it cost. Two seventy-five. So that's a saving of a dollar seventy-five. Pastor Gary, given your reaction in the oats, we'll let you choose this one. Okay, what do you think this price is? Everyone, let's help him out. What do you think, guys? Help him out. Help him out. It's three dollars fifty at the supermarket. What do we think? What, what's our what's our decision? He reckons it's fifty cents, so I'm going with Matt. Close, forty cents. Even more savings. All right, and Haley, we've got the oats for you. Four dollars fifty at the supermarket. What do we think it is? What do you think you'd pay for it back there? Well, I don't know, they're, they're local, local projects. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say $1.50. 80 cents. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well done, well done.
they're so cheap you can go in there and <laughs> what a saving hey i've been to the pantry a couple times and get a few things and then they give me the price my is, is is that all what seriously prices are so cheap but you are giving back when you buy stuff you're also giving back to the pantry as well so thank you for playing and i'll hand it back to candy thanks joe how amazing the prices on those items. Just incredible. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, a little bit more from Lisa. This video is a little bit longer, um, but she's going to just share a little bit more in-depth detail about the pantry for us. Hey, Infused Church. I hope you're all well. Now, I was really looking forward to talking to you all about the pantry today, but unfortunately this week the kids and I caught COVID, so we're currently at home quarantining. But fortunately, we have technology, so I'm still able to share with you a little bit about what the pantry is and what we're doing. Um, now, first I want to talk to you about is why a community pantry? In Matthew 5, 14 to 16, Jesus says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We are the light of the world. As a church and individuals, we are tasked with bringing God's light out into this world as a, uh, to show people who Jesus is and to bring glory to him. Now, if we are hiding in our own little world, are we fulfilling this? If we as a church are only here for the congregation or for our Sunday services and our weekly meetings together, then are we being a shining light to the world or are we hiding under a basket? I fully believe that as a church and individuals, we should be out there in the world helping to meet the needs of our community, shining God's light to those that desperately need it. We live in a time where the cost of living is just increasing almost daily. I'm hearing stories every week of people that are struggling and, you know, it's not just people that are on the pension or people that are getting government uh, who aren't working or getting government payments. It's everyday people. There is a need in our community and through the community pantry, we're able to help meet some of those needs. We have a unique opportunity as a church to provide a welcoming and friendly place for people to come without questions or condemnation and at the same time show some struggling people a little bit of God's love, light and love. So how does it work? Well, our vision for the pantry is to be able to provide uh, families and individuals a bit of a helping hand up by providing the low-cost grocery items, pantry items, personal items, um, yeah, that sort of stuff. By helping them to save in these areas, then they're able to have a little bit of extra money to be able to spend it on other necessities. Well, thanks to your donation and the donations of the community, we're able to buy all the shelving, we'll be able to buy our um, point of sale system, which is where we put all our transactions through and everything and people can use credit cards, and all the initial stock um, from food banks, we were able to buy all that, which was quite a lot. We had about four pallets come in with the truck, so it was a lot. Um, we started on the 2nd of March and we carry, uh, yeah, and so with 
11 people coming in <laughs> and we've been growing ever since. We currently get nearly all our stock from Foodbank. So we basically what we do is we purchase them from Foodbank at a low cost and then we sell it on, back on to those that attend our pantry um, it, it, that either at the same price or just a little bit more or sometimes we even sell it less than what we purchase it for. So yeah, so some items we sell less than what we purchase from Foodbank because it's it's not as cost effective for people. It, um, and and some items uh, and to offset this, we might increase the amount of some other items. Um, yeah, like chocolates and lollies and that, which we often get quite cheap. We also take donations to the community and the church. Uh, we sell a lot of these donations for just a small amount, and this goes towards vouchers and hampers that we can give to individuals and families who we know are really struggling. So this helps to make the pantry cost neutral. So we're trying to get in food and everything, but also try and cover our costs so that we can continue to effectively um, function long-term rather than short-term. So far, it's been really well received by the, the community. So on our first day, as I said before, we had 11 people come in. Um, two and a bit months later, we're now averaging over 40 people and families coming in each week, and um, we're growing pretty much every week. We're getting new people every week. The majority of the people who come into the pantry are coming back. Um, and it's been really encouraging to see how much the people have started to open up to us um, that are volunteering there and how much of a difference we're making in these families' lives and individuals' lives. Now, a perfect example is a young man. He, I think he came in about the second or third week um, that we started. And the first time he came in, he basically snuck in with his backpack and um, took a few free items from the free table and fruit and veggies and stuff and bread and then took that out. And he must have did that like a few, for a few weeks. He would just quietly sneak in, take his stuff, and then off he'd go. Um, but now, when he comes in at night, he is often—he's smiling at us. He's talking to us. Um, he's bringing friends with him, and it's just been so great to see the difference—difference um, difference in him from you know when he first came in to now. And we're seeing that for a lot of families that we now are able to talk to them and chat with them and get to know them, and it's really amazing the impact that we are making in their lives. As the other volunteers that will testify, it is amazing being able to help these people, to talk to them, get to know them as they come in, and to show them just a little bit of God's love. You know, it really makes my day and my week. I really love working in the pantry, and when I'm not rusted on, I miss it. <laughs> so I really love doing it. All right, so we've got the pantry. We've been doing it for a few a few months now, and it's up and running, and we've got most of the kinks out. We still have a few little things to work out, but most of it's out, so what's next? Well, the first thing we want to do is open the pantry on a Friday as well as the Wednesday. Now, we've found that there's been um, a lot of people that don't get their pension or their government payments until the Thursday. And so by the time the next Wednesday comes around, they've often spent a lot of their money and don't have much left to spend at all. So by opening on a Friday, we'll be able, they'll be able to come in, do their shops, save their money, um, save what they can through shopping at the pantry, and then that will give them a bit of extra to spend on necessities throughout the next week. Um, I'd love to do this as soon as possible, but we obviously can't do it without volunteers. 
So we currently have 12 amazing volunteers um, who help to pick up food from food bank or to help in the uh, who help run the pantry in a morning or a night. And they are absolutely amazing. I could not do this without them. But I cannot ask them to do, well, if they want to, they can, but I can't ask them to do both days. We need help. Um, so I really encourage you to consider if you have some free time on a Wednesday morning or a Wednesday night or a Friday morning, then put your name down to volunteer. Um, even if it's only once a month. We have a couple of people who just come in once a month and that's totally fine. They make the time for that. Um, and I just said, it is a rewarding experience. Um, and it's a way for you to get out and help your community and get to know your community and just share God's light and love to others. And um, so we need at least three people to run each time, each time slot. So we won't be able to do this if you, as a church, don't get behind it and um, volunteer if you're able. So you don't have to be, you know, if you, you don't have to do the computers if you don't want to. If you're struggling to stock sh shelves, that's fine. Even if you just come in, just be somewhere, someone just to talk to people, it's fine. Um, the, yeah, the, we are just here to just shine God's light to people in whatever way that we can. And I encourage you, yeah, if you have the time, um, put your name down to volunteer. Now, if you can't volunteer, then you can still help. So food bank can't cover what um, everything that we like what we, that people need. So they get their food donated. They also get forty percent of their um, food, which they purchase themselves through government grants. Um, but yeah, a lot of their food is donated. A lot of the fruit and veg is donated, and and so basically it's week to week. We have no idea what we might be getting. <laughs> the order form changes all the time. So there are things that you know that really help families and people that we don't get through the food bank. And so um, we've created a list of those things which you can get from the Connect Desk. Now, it would be great if whilst you were shopping, you could grab a couple of items from the list and pop, just pop them in the boxes under the stairs. Even at just once, once or twice a week, just as you're out there, see something that's stale. Often if I see stuff that's half price and I know that we need it, like shampoos or baby stuff, I'll grab a couple of those and just pop them in the thing. Um, because, you know, half price, you can't beat that. Now, this helps us in two ways. So we're able to provide some extra items that people need and also the small costs that we add to these items. Um, so I'm like talking 20, 50 cents, maybe a dollar if it's like a big bottle of shampoo or something like that. It helps to cover the cost of vouchers and um, free hampers that we give to people that we know are really struggling. Um, yeah. Now, Another thing that we're looking to doing is we're going to offer special hampers for special occasions like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas and Easter. Now as these events approach, we'll be asking you if you can donate certain items towards these such as food, chocolates, maybe socks, um, just things to make them nice for, for whatever event that it's for. Um, it'd be great if your church could get behind these. Now you guys have been amazingly generous so far. And everything you do is very much appreciated and we just want to encourage you just to continue to, you know, help give with these things as they come up. Um, now, the other thing we're looking at, because obviously Food Bank only provides a, a, a certain um, amount of stuff, is other ways we can access items for the pantry. So if you work for a company who you think might be interested in donating goods or um, selling them to them as, to us at a low cost. Let us know. 
um, or get them to contact us because every little bit helps. We've got a few that we're looking into, but as I said, every little bit helps. Um, other ways we'd like to help reach out to in the community in the future is possibly open a cafe for meals, um, maybe provide showers and haircuts through like a shower truck or something like that um, for the homeless. And we also want to look at ways we can help schools and community groups. So like, can we help with breakfast programs? Can we help supplying small hamper packs for families that, you know, in crisis housing or anything like that? We just want to look into ways that we can do that. So, and again, we need help with those sorts of things. So if you've got a bit of free time and you're good at that sort of stuff, let me know. Um, so the pantry has really given us as a church a unique opportunity to shine God's light into a really struggling world. And it's it's just continually to getting more and more harder for families and people um, today. And it really is a rewarding and worthwhile experience that is making a bit of difference in people's lives. To grow and expand and impact more people, we really need you as a congregation to get fully behind it, however you are able. Please pray and consider how you might be able to help out in the pantry. You know, if you can make a bit of time to come and help volunteer so that the same people aren't having to volunteer every week, then please do, especially on the Friday. So if we can get enough volunteers, we can open on a Friday. Um, and maybe as we get more volunteers, we might be able to open on other days as well. Um, yeah, but please pray about your involvement and what you can do. And there's going to be a form out at the Connect Desk, um, so where you can sign up and you know, say whether you want to volunteer and what day you might like to volunteer and grab a volunteer form for the church if you haven't filled one out before and, and handed one in. Um, now, I'm going to leave you now, but I want to leave with a message sent to us by one of the families that we've been helping. So she wrote to me, Infused Church Pantry has been absolutely amazing. The people of the church and pantry are beautiful and kind and caring. I appreciate you guys very much. It has been so beautiful and helpful. I do recommend anyone struggling to see these guys. They are helpful and caring and will look after you. Thanks, Infused Church. You're amazing. Thanks, guys. How good is that? Another testimony of someone in our community who's um, had a bit of help. Not just practical help, meeting a practical need, but feeling um, accepted and, like I was saying before, in the transition, God sees everyone and we've been brought into this family, into this community. We want to bring others in and what better way than by meeting a practical need, but also connecting with them um, to help them feel like they belong. We care about you. You belong and we want to help you. Um, I just love it. Um, thanks, Lisa. That's amazing. We've, she's just done so much work there. Um, I'm going to ask Elle to come up. Now, Elle is one of our amazing volunteers that volunteers in the pantry. And we're just going to have a quick chat um, about what volunteering looks like, how fun it is, all that kind of stuff. So, are you happy to give us a bit of um, sharing about what you, what you do personally as a volunteer? Hi guys, I am a, I'm actually the team leader for, or a team leader for Wednesday morning. Um, and so as a team leader, I get here a little bit early, make sure everything's set up and then I work with the computer system 
um, to make sure the money's right and we've got all the um, stock that's um, come in is put in the computer system. And it's really, really like such a simple computer system to use. So don't feel like, oh, I can't use a computer. Anybody can use the system that Lisa's got set up. It's so simple. Um, and so, and then my role is just to love on people when they come in the door. That's my job. <laughs> and uh, I just connect with them and chat to them about how they're going, get to know like what is it they, they need from the pantry, what is it that they've come for, um, what maybe what's going on in their life, you know, just general kind of just connecting with people and um, it's super rewarding, it's it's really kind. Um, the people are so grateful, you know, they, they love it. Like the mums that come in and they're like, these nappies are like saving my life right now and we're like, yes, we're so glad because, you know, we all know nappies are super expensive and these, you know, they've got toddlers running around everywhere. So, yeah, that's the basic role. That's so good. Um, so... What about for someone who maybe isn't as much of a people person who kind of wants to sit in the background a bit more? Is there something that they could contribute? I, I challenge anyone here to be a harder worker than um, Miriam who comes in and just like cuts through everything and just like gets everything done. Um, so she doesn't love the whole interacting with the people um, but she will come and put all the boxes away all the stock out I mean there's no point in us having stock if it's not on the shelves right so we need people that can come and put the stuff out on the shelves make sure the freezers are topped up like we can't top those freezers up fast enough the stuff's coming out as fast as we put it in so we need people who are you know happy to say hi to someone and give someone a smile maybe don't want to connect on that lower level, that higher level, but that um, really just want to help out. And that is so helpful for the team leaders that they don't have to be running around trying to fill up um, fill up stock and stuff as well. So we definitely need people like that. And then, you know, another, another thing that I was just thinking when Lisa was talking is, especially on a Wednesday morning, we're seeing more and more families come in and they're bringing their little ones with them. Um, and so we're setting up a few toys, you know, on the stage while the mum and dad are doing the shopping. But what would really be amazing is if someone has a heart just to hold a baby or just to like look after a child so the mum doesn't have to keep making sure they're not running out the door or running out into the kitchen. So that's another part of like us being there is to help them, support them to have the time that they need to do their shopping. So That's so good. Um, what would you say, in your experience volunteering, has been the greatest need, either practically or in another way that you've heard of? So I think the biggest thing is, and I think Misha will attest to this, people walk in the door and they look at us and they're like, do I have to have like a healthcare card or like a special pass to come to the pantry? And I love to tell them, no, everybody's welcome because there's a lot of places where people can access help, but they have to qualify to be able to access for help. And the best thing about the pantry is that there's people like me <laughs> who are going through a tough time, but don't qualify for any government help, but they can come to the pantry and they can access. And so I think that's the that's the greatest need. Like I know that there's people who struggle who are being helped by government things and they have access, but we're seeing more and more people who don't qualify for government help who are requiring 
um, help and they can come and they can um, get what they need and um, p- purchase whatever they want from, from the pantry. So I think that's probably the greatest need. And then definitely, definitely baby products, baby, baby, baby. They're like, I, I'm sure that at the supermarket they add at least 25% on for baby products. So anything that you see, if you see anything baby related that's half price or discounted or whatever, just buy it up, chuck it in the box. It will disappear like that. Amazing. Um, I just had something in my head to ask you and it just went. Um, can't be that important. That's okay. Um, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you to all our volunteers. Like Lisa said, you are worth your weight in gold. We so appreciate you. Um, and yeah, let's get on board with this. I love the vision. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just with the volunteering, like um, it's such a simple way to spread the love of Jesus. Like it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. You don't even really have to mention his name because he's naturally oozing out of you anyway because you love him. And so I just want to like really lower the bar You don't need to be like special. You don't need to be amazing, uh, even though you are. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to meet a certain expectation to volunteer with a community pantry. Just come and be you, um, uh, Jesus with skin on, and that's what people need. That is what people need. All right. Thanks, Elle. That's amazing. Um, And I love Lisa's vision for the future, maybe a cafe where families or people who maybe are disconnected from other community can come and connect together and connect with us. I think that's just amazing. Um, I'm really excited about what God is going to do through the pantry, through our church um, to bless our community. Uh, So good. Now, we're going to wrap up. Um, It's been so good to share with you. We do have a soup lunch happening. We've got four varieties of soup um, out in the cafe to share and have our little connect time. We also have had some amazing people out the back setting up the pantry for us. So I really, really would love for you to grab your mug of soup and go out to the pantry and actually see firsthand what is out there, how it works, all the... The produce that's there. That's open to anyone, not just people who you know, may be struggling a bit financially. You know, any one of us can go and do our weekly shopping. Um, I think Joe said um, what we put in benefits, what we purchase benefits the pantry because it offsets stuff. So go and have a look out there. Um, have a chat to some of, I think there's going to be a few volunteers out there who will be more than happy to chat to you about what they do in a bit more depth. Um, just really encourage you to go out there. When I first went out there, I was like, whoa, this is bigger than what I thought. This is amazing. Uh, and with the growth that's going to happen, uh, we're just going to be um, bringing people into this community um, and bringing them into this, this family. And that's what people really want is to be connected. So thank you so much um, for listening to us, for supporting us. Uh, Just a practical thing. Um, So we have our soup out there. Coffee is still on this morning uh, at normal price. But we are asking 
for the soup just to be by donation. So when you're paying for your coffee, your Paul will be the money man. He'll be there <laughs> um, taking your donations for your soup as well. So make sure you do that all at the same time. Uh, we just want to pray for missions and for uh, um, our lunch today. Oh, sorry. Um, just on volunteers, if anyone has... This has sparked an interest in anyone to, that they want to be part of the missions team as well. Please come and see Candy or myself. Um, we would love to have you on board. Um, there's always so much to do when we do these services, but also behind the scenes. So we would welcome people to be part of this team. Really enjoy that. So, yeah. so we'll just close out in prayer. So. so, Lord, we just thank you for a beautiful service this morning. Thank you for an amazing um uh, insight into this the community pantry and our incredible volunteers and and what um, what they're sowing into our local community yeah. um, also a bit of insight into what's going on and what how we can be um, how we can have an impact and how we can be a part of um, your kingdom um, yeah wider much wider than just in our community and around the world so so lord we just thank you for this morning um we just pray that um this has struck a chord with people and uh, we just pray for generous hearts just to for people to feed in with prayer and uh and to be able to be um, a part of the whole missions in this church and beyond um so lord we just thank you uh, for your generous blessings. We just thank you for your provision and, and everything about you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just a short testimony of the pantry. As you know, I'm a taxi driver. I picked a, a lady up with two young kids, took her to the food bank, which comes to the salvos once a fortnight. And I said, uh, I got a church. We just set up a pantry, community pantry. Anybody could go. And she looked. And she said, "What's that?" I said, oh, "At Infused Church." She thought, "Oh, it's a church pantry." I said, "No, no, it's a community pantry. Anyone can go." I said, "You've got to have one qualification." She said, "What's that?" I said, "You have to be a person." <laughs> she looked at me and she says, "Oh." Okay, I'll go then. Oh, I, I said, I said, oh, I'll pick you up. I'll take you if you want me to. She said, no, I can get there. I said, but if you do need me, I'll pick you up for free. I'll take you. Yeah, <laughs> and she was all that. Yeah. Oh, another thing, what Cheryl shared earlier, last week I shared with Gary, I said, uh, this weekend I got an offer to take a lady into Walkerville and then take her back home. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Sorry. Moments later, somebody else rang up. And they said, uh, can you take us to the Macclesfield Hotel and then back home again about 2 o'clock? I said, no, I can't do it. Sorry. And I said, Lord, what am I doing? I just gave away 300 bucks. And uh, God said to me, don't worry. Leave it to me. I'll help you. Oh. This week, I had an amazing week. I've been driving taxis for 38 years. And it was the most income I've ever had in a single week. Our God is good. 
as Gary said last week when I told him, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I said, that's right. I said, put God first and he'll he'll put you first on his list. Thanks, Thanks, Gary.